Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to make our confession. And today, uh, this is the last Sunday that we'll be sharing on um, relationships. We're better together. Everybody say we're better together. How many of you, this, this series has really uh, ministered to your life? We've just had so many things that I get uh, texts from people of how just hearing, you know, other people and hearing how God's built relationships, what they've done with broken relationships, where they've come from to where they can even see themselves now going. That's the purpose, you know, is that we see that God can do those things. Just like Pastor Dan said, just like Kelly said, God is on our side. He is on our side. Even though we may be a mess up, God knows how to clean messes up. And so when we mess up, he'll clean up the mess up. And so we just keep our focus on him and we don't retreat. Say, I don't retreat. And I think today you're really going to be blessed as uh, Hubert and Sheila come and uh, share with us. I, I had uh, my son-in-law, he couldn't come this morning, so he texted me. He says, I will be listening to this message online. I was coming, but they had a situation, so he's not coming. But uh, they're looking to hear what you got to say, Hubert. Sheila, what you got to say about Hubert. So we better do our confession before we start, just in case. Everybody together. The word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. You can be seated. Hallelujah. You know, um, I just want to say this. The, you know, the blessing and the curse are still in the earth. And and what uh, Pastor Kelly said earlier when she shared um, I felt to emphasize today that God has called us to be blessed. You know, there are curses that get in generations, but we have a choice to stop the curse. Everybody say, I have a choice. Because uh, it was said by Joshua, I choose this day. I choose this day. Me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And what he was saying was, we will be blessed and we will not be cursed. Because earlier Moses had said, there's two things. There's blessing and cursing. Everybody say, they're both out there. And, you know, you may come from a family line where it just looks like curse upon curse upon curse. Well, I'm telling you, the devil's defeated. If you know that, you can stop the curse. And then not just stop the curse, but begin to extend the blessing. Begin to expect God, like Pastor Dan said, to be blessed. We have to expect it. Everybody say expect it. How many of you know if you expect trouble, it usually shows up? <clears throat> and, you know, there's situations where it, everything looks like there's going to be trouble, but we do not have to receive that. The other day I was at my sister Chris's, and, and I forget what she said. I'm not, I'm not up a, as, a, as good on my faith in that area as I am weather. I can stop the weather. Well, she's, she gets out in her yard. She yells at the clouds. She tells them, get out. We're not having rain. And almost every children's event that she has at her house that I can remember, it's supposed to rain. But, you know, we haven't been rained on yet. Hallelujah. We have a right to speak what God tells us to speak. And I want us to begin today, Genesis 12, 3. We're going to have them come up in just a minute. But I want to lay some groundwork here for today. Um, the Lord said to Abram, you leave your, your native country, your relatives, and your father's family and go to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. I was thinking of that when you were talking you know, uh, about famous people. God wants to make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. And this is the verse, verse three, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. You know, whatever situation you're in today and say, you know, that, that maybe somebody is doing something against you, but God says he'll take care of them. He wants you to think about the blessing. 
not to think about cursing them, not to think about any of that, because God will take care of that. But we think about the blessing. We're always focused on what God can do, not what we cannot see. We always focus on him. And in Genesis 2.18, if you'll put that up, um, in my Bible, it talks about how God decided that Adam needed a wife. Uh, Now, some of you may say, well, I don't need one. Well, you know, my husband has found out he does need me sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes I'm not as much a helper as I should be. But in the living, it says, then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. That's what it says, comparable uh, in the King James. But uh, this is what it says in the New Living. Then, And then it says, um, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother's joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. That word wife there is the first time, you know, God talks about a family. Everybody say a family. Because in God's sight, it's a husband and a wife. And then godly seed, everybody say godly seed, that create a family. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to have a man and a woman living in your house to have a family. But it takes a man and a woman to create godly seed. And that's where family comes from. Now, thank God that we have people who will take foster children. Thank God for people who are willing to adopt other people's children when they're in a situation that they cannot. And they do become part of the family. We know that because because God engrafted us into his family. I mean, we're not the Jews, but we are in the family. Everybody say we are in the family. And so the Jewish people are our brothers and sisters, even though they may not believe the same way we do. We believe that we're in the family and they're in the family. And therefore, even though we weren't birthed into that family, we're still a family. So God created family. He loves family. And if anything we're in today, the greatest crisis we're in today is the destruction of the family. Truly. Uh, All the government things that we see, if the family unit were intact, if everything to do with family were intact, we would not be facing what we're facing in this world today. I believe that. And so that's why there's such an assault on the families. In Acts 3.25, where it talks about that the earth will, that we will be blessed, that we will bless the earth, and quote scripture, it says um, the seed. Everybody say the seed. The seed, that's those children that are in your family, in my family. Uh, In those children is a seed of godliness. And so we need to help uh, grow that seed. We need to be the ones who water it, uh, who, the ones who fertilize, so to speak, that seed in our children and encourage them to be all that they can become. The greatest thing that I see over the years in ministry is that the children of divorce, and I've been divorced and I've watched my children, my husband's children, our children now, but together, but um, children are not in the decision-making of divorce. And so everything that we can do to encourage them that they're okay, we have to do. There are things that they can't understand, and they have to make choices. So that seed is godly seed. Everybody say godly seed. And so when they can't adjust or they can't do what they should do, we always have to remember this is godly seed. These are, these are God's children. And so that helps us cover all those things that don't go right all the time. When we see things we don't like, things that happen. And, and I really, um, this month I have prayed because in Malachi, the very last thing that God said was he would turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. 
Um, I believe we need godly men in our nation today. And uh, I thank God for your message, Dan, when you said I'm the spiritual head of this family and I will be responsible because that is truth. Everybody say truth. So as we listen today, you'll see as you listen to Hubert and Sheila that God is for the parents. He's for the children. He wants to restore. Everybody say restore. Whatever the devil has done, he wants to restore. Uh, Because I read in the old covenant, it says, teach your children and your grandchildren. It says that, you know, some of those men in the old covenant, they lived to see four generations of their children grow up. And they were to, they were to continue to, to remind their children of the word of God, of the truth of the word of God, so that that would be carried forward, forward, forward. And I believe that we have a responsibility as parents to help God restore. Everybody say restore. Now, Job 2, 25 through 27, I want to to show you this because, you know, the children of Israel had a, a, a lot of mess ups on their way to the promised land. They had mess ups after they got out of the promised land. But that's, that's just human nature. Everybody say, that's just like us. I don't know about you. I'll speak for myself. I've messed up before Christ. I messed up after Christ. So, you know, there's always been opportunity for God to restore me when I repent. And this is what it says. He, he, the Lord says that they have to repent, but when they do, the Lord says, I will give you back what you lost. To the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts, the cutting locusts. Those were four, uh, really expressed four levels of destruction. Till finally, even the root had been torn out of the ground. There was nothing left that it looked like could be restored. Yet God said, I will restore. As I was, it was, I, it was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Once again, you will have all the food you want. You will praise the Lord your God who does these miracles. Everybody say miracles. Restoration takes a miracle. Everybody say a miracle. It puts us in a supernatural level. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people, Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. You know, it's God's will that we live above the circumstances, that we really are a light to the world every day that we live. And we can bring restoration, even if it's not maybe in your family. Uh, Maybe you have other family members that are not in situations that you really maybe approve of or think that they should be. But we have the power through the word of God to bring restoration for others just as much as for ourselves. That's why it says we are blessed to be a blessing. That's not just a financial thing. That has to do with speaking words of grace, speaking words of power, speaking words that the anointing of God will go into those places and change things. So this morning as we hear Hubert and Sheila, uh, if you guys want to come on up and uh, we have stools here for you and I'm going to go and sit kind of behind you because I've found the people all see better if you're in the middle. Hallelujah. And I believe this is going to be a great morning. You, You can sit here and take kind of strange up here. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, look at what I look at every Sunday, okay? Praise the Lord. Aren't they beautiful? No. (laughs) You are beautiful people. Hallelujah. 
Well, um, <laughs> let's let's just start with um, uh, so that everybody here knows the background. Uh, who wants to go first, Sheila? Me. Okay, you go ahead. Uh, oh, okay, I'm Sheila Archer. Okay. <laughs> when I came here, I was Sheila Webster Thomas. I was married before, 20 years. And I had, it started backwards. So it started with him at 16, and we were dating in high school. So we ended up together for 10 years, had four children, and we, we did our thing, but separately <laughs> off and on. And I lived with his mother and his sisters when he left. So I was still in the family, kind of different. So that's blended <laughs> without him being there. <laughs> and they're like, are you the sister or he's the brother? What? How's this work? So, yeah, so we, I said we had the four kids, two boys and two girls. And like I said, he left. And when I was pregnant with the fourth child, which is a daughter, and I remember praying that God would restore us to bring us a family. I wanted us to be a family, you know, but we were doing our own thing. So I ended up, oh, in that 10 years, we separated. So I moved on and I met my, because we never got married then. So my first husband, with the kids I adopted through my first husband, was six kids. <laughs> so... <laughs> so that became six kids, four of mine, and six others I adopted. So I had 10 altogether. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, marry 20 with the 10 kids. Within the four got, were grown, and then they moved out. And so then I had my mom, my sister passed away, and my mom got her kids. So my mom passed away, and I got Giorgio and everyone, and my nephew, and so that made 11 kids. <laughs> and I said, God has a sense of humor. Like, really? <laughs> I said, with the four kids, I said, I don't want any more kids. Tie the tubes. This is over. <laughs> no more. But God has a sense of humor. So six and another one made seven. I'm yeah. like, okay. So when I went to my, my sister and Giorgio live in Mississippi, Cleveland, Mississippi. So the pastor prayed, and he was, and I was like, he said, "Well, what do you think? You know, you know that you. What is your lifespan? What do you plan? That you think is good in your life?" And I was like, "Really, I don't know. I've just been raising kids, so I really don't know." He says, "Well, maybe that's what it is." I said, "I hope not." <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, "I hope that's not all God has for me." <laughs> I said, "But I did a good job with God, and." I said, well, Kelly and Dan, Dan helped me out a lot when I first got on the bus to Victory Christian Center. And I was like, I, I think I did this testimony. I don't know, some people probably saw it. Uh, what is that? You know, when they have me on that screen up there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, put, I came to church. I'm black, in case you don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's white. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, I'm not prejudiced. No, 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 I'm not prejudiced. (laughs) But you walk in, it's different. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. It's like, okay, God, I got this. It's going to be okay. So, like, 
15 years later, it's okay. <laughs> and like I said, I was on the bus, and, uh, you know, God just sent, like, me and Dan and I, we're close, and he was like, you know, family, we mean, you know, I'm I'm black, but Kelly and Dan black in there someplace. <laughs> They're my brothers and sisters. <laughs> and like I said, when I was going through my first marriage, and uh Kelly, I would call Kelly and talk, oh, Kelly, oh, I want to get out of this, you know. <laughs> and she said, Sheila's going to be okay, you know. God's going to bless you. I'm like, yeah, Kelly. <laughs> you can say that. You got Dan at home. <laughs> She's like, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah, uh-huh, really, I really believe it. <laughs> you know, I say, but when you're going through something, it's totally different when people can say, but it's real, you know, God's real, but when you're going through it, it's hard for you to see those type of things. So I um, went through it, got a divorce, and, you know, it was sad. I say, but Gloria, I was speaking with Gloria one day. I was like, Gloria, I think it's time for me to leave. I said, because I want to be married again. I said, but I would date out my race. It's not that important. I said, but everyone's here is married, really. <laughs> you know, You know, people get here and they get married, so... I say, well, I said, she said, well, Sheila, if God has a plan for you, he'll bring him to you. I'm like, yeah, Gloria, you're right. <laughs> so, and he brought him to my door. Hubert. Yes, right to the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hear from Hubert. How did, what, what happened to you there back, at, back when there were four, before there were six, before there were 11? Yeah. I'll tell you. Am I on you? Okay. <laughs> I was all over the place. I was everywhere. I was just ripping and running, and I didn't know which way was going or coming or anything. And um, I had no idea that I would end up in Lafayette, let alone back with Sheila. <laughs> it's just it's a story, and it's, it takes too long to tell the whole story. <laughs> but um, my sister, she told me that when you get tired, let me know, and uh, we'll fix it. And I told her, I said, okay, I'll let you know. You got a drink? She was like, <laughs> she, she said, I'm not giving you nothing else to drink. Get away from me. I said, okay. So I went by her house and got me one anyway. <laughs> but anyway, she, she said, well, I'm finna move. I'm leaving uh, the city and I'm going back home to a house that her father built for us. When we would come to the South, we would really have nowhere to go and we would stay with other relatives, and some relatives, we, we got a large family, so other relatives would come, and they would put them in first, and that would leave us kind of out to try to find somewhere to go. So their father built a house for my mother and my sisters. So my mother first went back and lived in the house. And when she went back to live in the house, she stayed there for a while, and then she passed. And my sister, she did some of Sheila's. She took her daughter's children and raised them, and so they all went back to Kentucky to stay in this house. So my sister, when, before she left to go back to stay in the house, she told me that day, she said, I'm leaving, and I'll be leaving this weekend. I just wanted you to know. So if you need to let me know anything or you need me to do anything for you before I go, then let me know. Well, that was on a Friday, and I had a little job that I had just got. And like always, I got paid. And before Friday evening, I was broke. So I said, I called my sister and I told her, I said, you know what? 
I said, I think I need to do something about this. She said, well, if you want to go somewhere and get yourself together, I'll find a place for you to go. So I said, fine. So she looked around, and she found this place called the Potter's House. And it's a place where, like the Potter's House that the uh, pastor has on television, it's a similar situation, but you have to go there. You stay for a year, and you can't leave. You can't go anywhere. You have to study your word, and you have to... They get you a job, but you can't... They take you to work, get you a job, feed you, and you just do chores around the house, but you can't leave, and you don't get visitors for a few months. You can only have one or two visitors. So I stayed there, and then God started working with me. As I stayed there and worked, I had just screwed so many things up. I had screwed up my license. I had, like, four DUIs, and... The fourth one was like a criminal offense. Like you, if you get your fourth one, you can go to jail for a year. So I was on my fourth one when I went there. But by the time this year passed, all the DUIs had fell off. God had took them all off. I was wearing gold earrings. He took those off. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) And I I was married. Well, I wasn't married then, but it was a lady, she kind of, she was one of my children's mother. I have one child by her, and she kind of hung in there with me to go through this situation. But she drank when I was, when I was drinking, she was drinking also. But she was going to stop, so she said. And the pastor, I told him when I got out of the program, I told him, I said, well, you know, I think I should be married before I leave the program because, you know, after all of this, I should be married to not live in sin. And he said, well, if that's what you want to do, I'll marry you. But he said, I don't think you really want to be married. And he said, but I'm not going to talk you out of it, but you go right ahead. And I did. And he was right. (laughs) 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 So that didn't last very long. So I went and I left there. The job, I needed like about, $7,000 $7,000 to finish paying off all my fines. Well, I, while I was there, I was saving money. I had that amount. I sent that down there and got that fine paid. Then I needed about another $2,000 to buy me a car once I got there. Okay. The job said, if you stay another week, we have $2,000 for you and a bonus. He gave me that. So I went down south, and when I got down there, I had to take a class. I wanted to take the class in Chicago, but the class was like $70 for two hours of class or something like that. And it was going to cost me like $1,400 to just to get seven or six or seven class hours of class or whatever. So in Kentucky, it was only $20, and it was only going to cost me like $80 to do the classes. But the, the classes were spread it out, so it was going to take almost a month before I could get it done. Well, I had... But at that time, I had talked to her. I had started talking to her. I came down here once for my daughter's birthday. And I saw her, and we talked, and she invited me down. And I came down here, and that started the ball to roll. (laughs) (laughs) I said, and when we said goodbye to each other, we had that look like, you know, (laughs) it was that, like, like, like back in the day, you know, I was like, okay. I see where this one's going, you know. So I, I, I said, "All right, I think I'll be back." But, but I was, I was all the way in Kentucky. Now this is good. Sheila don't drive on the highway. Anybody know or know she doesn't do highway or anything like that. 
I she didn't start wasn't. driving until I was 44. So. Yeah. So And she, right today, she still don't drive on the highway. <laughs> I try to get out there. She's like, I can't do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tell you, so she still doesn't drive on the highway. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> but she said, I'm going to come visit you. I'm like, how you getting down here? I'm going to drive. I said, really? So she told my sister over there. She said, guess where I'm at? My sister said, where? She said, I'm on my way to Kentucky. I'm on the highway. And my sister <laughs> fell out loud. She was just, uh, she was out there. She called the rest of the family and told them, she's on the highway going to see her in Kentucky. Can you believe it? So everybody got a kick out of that one. So it took almost a day to get back home because she had to stop. It got dark. She stopped and got off the road and got in a hotel. And she, she oh, it was, it was. But she made it back and loved it with the Lord. Lord blessed her, and here we are. But I tell you, it was something. But by the time the classes were over and all of that was ended, they sent me to court. And when I went to court, they told me that you have exactly one week and every fine you have is gone. Every fine that I had was gone. I had paid everything. They said, you have one week and you can go get your license. So I had one week left. So I took that week, bought the car, went, took the driver's test, and failed it. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I'm not staying in Kentucky no more. I'm out of here. So the next morning, I jumped in that car, and I took off to Chicago with no license. When I got to Chicago, they have a license branch right when you come off the expressway on 95th. I went in there, took the test again, and passed it. Now I got Kentucky car with Illinois license. <laughs> so after that, I just started, kept continuing talking to her, and now I got a car. I said, okay, here we go, Indiana. Here I go. And I took off. And I've been here ever since. Oh, I've never praise. left. I've That's never great. left. Well, That's the, great. The blended family is, between the two of us, he had my four the one by the other lady, and three by another lady. Now, he was busy. So we had eight kids, <laughs> eight children. And so between, the, when we separated with the 10 years, I still, our kids stayed together. So they knew each other, except for the one. I say, but they, if you look at them all, we don't have pictures, they all look alike. And then, you know, so they would come to my house when I was married to another man, and so that's really blended, blended, spending the night and everything, you know. So we had a relationship that he didn't have a relationship with his kids, but I had a relationship with all the kids. And so when we, when we said we were going to get married, it's like, okay, you better not hurt her. You better not do this. <laughs> and our kids, you know, because he didn't have a relationship with them, they had animosity towards him. So I was like, you know, okay, God, you know, this is going to happen. You need to fix this, you know, restore, you know. So right now it's, it is restored, and God, you know, you know, Dad and everything, all the kids, you know, even the kids that I adopted, you know, <laughs> they call him Dad. And he's, like, really the dad because we're always in a car, picking someone up, driving someone around, grandkids in the car. I have, like, two car seats of grandkids. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> what is this about? I have, like... Now, what, I don't know how many grandkids, 16 (laughs) grandkids, it's a lot. How many kids? It's like uh, 11 kids. And then the four over here. Yeah, that's all together. Oh, that's all together. No, 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 that's not all together. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say eleven uh, with what with Georgia was just. Do you know? Do you know all their names? Oh yes, I know all their names. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let me forget the names. I might get the numbers, <laughs> but they all actually between us, it's like eighteen or twenty grandkids between all of them. Okay, so God restored everybody, everybody. to now your mom, his dad. Yes, and, and even his first wife, the three kids he had by the the first wife, she passed away. And his, the, uh, her mother raised them, and we go to her house, and I call her grandma. It's really weird. <laughs> I say, but she says, come on in. We'll spend the night, and we'll do all kind of things and eat at her house with his first wife's mother <laughs> so, and, her, and their kids. So God so restored us. He re, I mean, he does have a sense of humor. You yeah. <laughs> now, now, today... Uh, are they all here in Lafayette? No. So you have some in Chicago and some here? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say is the one thing that God showed you when Hubert came back? One thing? Well, or things, <laughs> you know, that made you want to get back in that relationship. Like I said, what I, no, I said I really didn't, it wasn't like he said. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> And you know, guys, you 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 sure. think women want you. Eyebrows like, yeah. Eyebrows went up. No. Eyebrows went way up. I did. <laughs> I did not think about him at all. All the way to Kentucky, right? She wasn't. That was some months right. later. Then when I thought about him, I drove to Kentucky. Right. It, okay. it was God, my music, and myself. I rest my case. <laughs> I said, but I said when I was with, pregnant with my daughter and I prayed for family, and when he, when I would say what Gloria said, and he came to the door, I, it, I didn't think about it at that time. But when we started to talk, it was like we had never stopped talking. So I knew, you know, and I got to tell people, it don't, don't go looking for someone. Don't look, go looking for a husband because you will find what you're looking for. It might not be <laughs> that right. one you want to marry, but yes. when she told me, God will bring them to you, and he brought them to the door. And, and I remember it brought me back to past that I had prayed for this a long time ago, and when we got back together, it was like we had never separated. Praise Jesus. Can you all give God a hand? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anything else you want to add to that? Well, I, I know the difference between Archie and Hubert or Archer. Okay, because when I'm called Archie, we're just as happy. And when I get called Huberto Archie, I usually hear that from around the other side of the house somewhere. <laughs> so you know the name that works. I, I know the name that calls. You no, know, it's Hubert you, Archer. So so do we call you Archie or Hubert? I call you Hubert. He calls you Archie. So we never know who we're talking about until we get an agreement about <laughs> it who it is. It is a lot of people. And it's actually Huberto Ernesto oh. Archer. Wow, that's and a my, fancy her, name. My first child was Hubert, so we named him Huberto Ernesto. Okay. His father is uh, My father was Cuban. Cuban. Okay. Yeah. I remember one day, Sheila came in, she goes, there's always somebody in our house. <laughs> 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 the, the two of them want to get away and do some things, just the two of them now, but there's always somebody in the house. You know, uh, God sees and he knows what everybody needs. And I believe that, that God has reversed the curse. 
with your family. Uh, that's what I felt that, you know, God says that we're to be reconcilers. Now, reconciliation is this, uh, to find a way to making two different ideas, facts or et cetera, exist or be true at the same time to cause people or groups to become friendly again after an argument or disagreement to settle or to resolve differences. And so, you know, when we talk about restore, uh, restore means to put something back together, uh, typically like it was. But reconciliation is a word that's used that it may not be put back the way it was, but it will be put back together. But they'll there and there even, even may be differences, but it'll all work together as one. And I feel that's what's happened with these two, and that's why I wanted them to share. Let's all stand, and we're going to pray this morning. Yeah, give God a hand. Give them a hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, you can pray. <laughs> I know you can, Sheila. Both of you can pray for these people because you need I to pray. You, would you be prepared for no, this? No. <laughs> she does pray, right? Oh, I know. You know Pastor Pam going to tell you to pray for you to be prepared for this. <laughs> and, she, and she switched it on you. Yeah, so I, no, I'm I don't bo- like her, Pastor Pam. <laughs> I'm going to both of you do I it. Like, yeah. You're going to pray for women, and you're going to pray for the husbands, because it's a different it's a different prayer that's needed. God said he that Adam needed a wife, he needed a helper. So God didn't create man and woman to be the same. He created a difference in them to make one. And so today, you you pray for all the women women that you said you know just things that you said about what we need to do in these situations go ahead heavenly father god i just thank you i just thank you for all you do and all you plan to do in our life